DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're joined now by BYU basketball coach Mark Pope. Mark, good morning. Chance, how are you? We're doing well. You are kind of a, not kind of, you are a high-energy beacon of positivity. Uh, a little bit of negative news uh, swarming around now. Are you able to beat that back with your positivity, or are you even you uh, feeling a little uh, overwhelmed by some of the stuff you're hearing now? I don't really know how to answer that. I think um, I do think we have to be as constructive as we possibly can right now, and we have to do it in new ways, right? So we have to figure out new ways to, to function uh, under the constraints and, and, and facing issues we're doing right now. So hopefully we can figure out ways to do that. Gavin Baxter comes in at the uh, tail end of the season with the idea of helping the team get to the NCAA tournament, and I think he did that to an extent, but then, of course, you don't have an NCAA tournament. Would there be any way that you could petition for him to get that season back? You know, I don't know. Um, You know, it's certainly something we've thought about and talked about a little bit. Um, uh, You know, there's so many things up in the air right now. It seems like everything's changing by the minute. and so, so it's definitely something we'll explore as we go down the road and kind of see. Uh, but right now, they got so many things on their plate. I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're going to hit hit them with that right now. Uh, but yeah, it would make sense, right? It would seem fair in the context of of some of the decisions that are made uh, that, that that might be an issue. It would be certainly a waiver situation. It would be outside the norm, right? Um, they're pretty clear about the rules. Uh, if you play after the midpoint of the season. So uh, we would have to seek a waiver, but that's something we'll look into. So with seven seniors, uh, three of them who played a massive role, but other guys have contributed, but three played huge roles. Obviously, you A, have to add talent, and B, you got to develop it. Let's start with B. Uh, how do you develop talent? Because as you said, you need a new way to function. The way guys might normally improve they can't necessarily do those things now. What are you advising your players so that they're getting better in the offseason, given the limitations everybody's facing? Yeah, it's, it's really complicated uh, right now just because it's a, this is a team sport, right? And, and uh, you know, you can spend a ton of time in the gym by yourself if you can get to a gym where you actually have access to, right? That's a huge if for a lot of our guys. And, and um and and secondly is just you know it's a, it's a contact sport right so it's hard to simulate everything without contact and um, so so uh, you know we're we're trying to piece it together as we go um, you know this will be our second week of doing online FaceTime body weight strength workouts uh, as a team three times a week which is something we have never I promise you we've never done that before. But Eric Shork is, uh, is, is, is our strength coach. He's unbelievable. He does such a great job. And, and so he's been pretty innovative here. And so, you know, at 10 o'clock Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 10 o'clock in the morning, our guys all jump on FaceTime and they can all see each other working out and they're talking just as much smack as, 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 uh, as they do when they're, you know, face-to-face in the, in a, in a weight room. And so we're trying that. Um, you know, we're trying to kind of um, – Checking with our guys and kind of uh, divvy out some some uh, footwork and mobility stuff and some shooting challenges if they can get to a gym. But you know, all that we're trying to create real time. It is a it's a it's a new situation for us. So outside of uh, Cody Figure, you guys have the tallest coaching staff in the country with a bunch of six, Hey, Cody six, is tall now. Don't, don't and... kill Cody. Cody is tall. <laughs> Compared to the average human height, Cody is tall. 
<laughs> okay, but everybody knows the basketball teams are way above the average human height, so you still, for coaching staffs with a couple of big men and you and Chris and Robinson is, what, he's 6'5 and all. And I look at your roster next year, and you may have the tallest team in, in the NCAAs because you, you got at least four guys off the top of my head that are going to that are very extremely tall over six ten. I'm just wondering, how do you plan to play these guys as far as what your lineups would be? Yeah, so uh, we, we'll definitely have a shift a little bit. You know, we we played the whole season really undersized this year, um, and the guys did a phenomenal job. I mean, we were we were wildly undersized uh, for a lot of the season. Um, uh, you know, in, in rebounding, for example, is one uh, category where uh, our guys just, you know, we had to do it. We, we always talked about having a mob mentality on the glass, and our goal was to break even. If we could just stay even, we thought we could win games. Um, you know, that's an area where we think we can be better. Um, you know, uh, our rim protection was, was, was mostly verticality and, and uh, charges, and we were not a, a rim-protecting team uh, blocking shots, and it was just an area of the game where we just knew that it, it wasn't a strength. Uh, I think that that has a chance to to, to be a, a you know we, I think we have a chance to really really do a great job protecting the paint uh, next year. So you know some of the things that, that we struggle with a little bit this year. Uh, hopefully we'll have some some built into capacity to maybe make some strides forward. Uh, you know our, our straight up our physicality of the game. Um, I think we have a chance to really go. You know, with this thing, uh, you, you made a mention uh, earlier in the show about kind of we had these three prolific guys, these 3,000-point scorers, these three all-timers. And I'm not sure we're – you know, listen, there's no doubt we're going to miss those three seniors. But this Dalton Mason and Zach Sellius brought something to this team that was our special sauce, which was how hard our guys played, how intense they were on every single possession. Um, and, and so, you know, hopefully with the physicality we'll be able to bring, we'll also be able to, you know, replicate that intense. And if we do that, I think we have a chance to be a, a more solid defensive team uh, than even than, than we were this year. Once in a while I get to talk to people who've uh, spent, you know, 20, 25, 30 years in basketball, and I get to let out my inner basketball geek, which isn't always the best <laughs> sports talk radio, but I, there's a part of me that just loves it. As a below-average high school player, I just I love it. And uh, one of them said something really interesting. We were talking about how the NBA has gone, you know, the Warriors really influenced the game. And, yeah. and now we used to have stretch fours, and now we have stretch fives. And what does that mean for the Rudy Bears of the world? And then somebody said, and don't think this isn't trickling down to colleges. And I said, how fast? And, they said, yeah. and, and one of the guys said, well, the younger coaches, it's not perfect, but largely a lot of younger coaches like to play five out. The yep. older, more traditional coaches are four out and one in. They still like to have that big. And so yep. where do you fit on that? What do you want to see BYU be going forward? Is it going to be taking charges and five smaller guys? Or do you really think you need a big? Or are you just going to play the hand you're dealt based on what talent you can get in any given year? Well, I think there's some differences in the college and the NBA also. Uh, you know the court is shorter, and what I mean by that is, you know, even though we we bump the three point line out, it's still a smaller court in terms of of that space inside the three point line. Uh, you, you're given more freedom defensively. You're not quite as, uh, you know, in the NBA. You almost have to guard everybody out to thirty feet. Um, 
And so you still get to work in tighter space a little bit defensively um, and offensively. Uh, I think I still think there's a physicality to the game inside that's really, really important in the college game. Uh, um, you know, listen, there's nobody that loves to space the floor and and uh, and 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 get, have unbelievable ball movement than I do. Like that's the hallmark of how we play. Um, but but I do think there is a place in this game. Um, for post play, uh, not just scoring in the post, but actually, um, a, you know, a, a point post. You know, Yoli Charles did such an unbelievable job getting catches and diamond guys up from the post and the Bulls head and the mid post, and um, and so you know, it's a it's a different look. I also think this too. I think that you know, if you watch the history of the game, you'll love this if you like to geek out on basketball. If you watch the history of the game. What happens is, is we're, we're all, all of us, none of us are very, you know, we're all lemmings, right? We just kind of follow the trend. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you can stay a little bit ahead of the trend, you can kind of buck the trend. Sometimes you have something because as everybody goes one direction with the game, um, you can find places where you can really take advantage. So I think all of that's interesting philosophically. Um, and I think it's fun to talk about. I do think there's a place in this game for some physicality and some size. I think clearly it's so important. I mean, we were the best three-point shooting team in America this year, and, uh, and clearly I think that's really, really important. And, and, and a hallmark of what we do is, is ball movement space. So I think all those things are really important principles. The best teams, you know, the Zags, I think, are the hallmark team. Right? They're one and two all season long. And and you know what they have? They have they have unbelievable speed. They have incredible pace. They can really really space the floor and shoot it. And they live like they live and die by just punishing people inside, right? And so I think that's the magic combination is being able to do all those things. One of the things that made us special this year is you kind of had to pick your poison. You're either going to deal with Yoli in the post and bring a second defender, and you're going to let us get shots, or you're going to you're going to leave Yoli one on one, and teams tried that and he just torched them. So if you can have a multi-dimensional team like that, I think you have a chance to be really successful. I'm wondering what's going on with the missionaries. You got one kid. I don't know if he's signed. So, and I'm speaking of the whole kid. I can mention him. I don't know that you can if he hasn't signed. But I'm wondering what's going on with these missions because there's bringing kid. They're bringing kids home. Are the kids that you have signed or have recruited who've committed that intend to go on missions? Is that still the plan, or will some of them be coming into the program now? Yeah, so it was interesting last night. You know, there was a new announcement last night, um, and, and, and it hit home because my daughter actually just came home from Ecuador. She, uh, they kind of raced her out of the country. Uh, she just got home three days ago. So everybody is, you know, I mean, there's so much with with this pandemic that everybody's trying to figure out in real time, and one of them is the missions. And so, uh, you know, I reached out to all the guys in our program that this could affect last night, and um of the of the options that they laid out um yesterday and again i think there's a chance these could change at any moment also but of the options laid out yesterday uh, one of the clear options is that you know regardless of of when you actually start your mission uh when you go out if you've already received a call have already started your mission if you've come home 
they talked about kind of keeping a firm end date, regardless of if, you know, for example, my daughter, she may be able to go out in three weeks in a temporary assignment, or it might be three months, right? Uh, but her end date would remain the same. And so I think, you know, based on last night, I think most of our guys are kind of living in that space. But like I said, you know, things can change. Um, and so we're, 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 it's, it's a really dynamic situation that we're, we're paying close attention to and, and just trying to make sure that, that, you know, the right thing happens for all of our guys. You know, in any organization, the pendulum can kind of swing back and forth. And uh, one thing I've, I've been told, and I know PK's been told us about BYU, is that right now on campus, um, there, there is a mindset about um, – transfers and it's it's kind of it's positive it's helped basketball it's helped football but pendulum swing and it can change what can you do right now because both at UVU and at BYU you've benefited from transfers how can that help you you think in the short run and what do you do to make sure you know because a couple missteps that pendulum could swing back and it could go back to an era when you just it was really hard to get a transfer uh, into a program so how are you handling that right now given that you benefited from it so much well, I mean, listen, it's, you know, I've talked about that for the last five years, right, about how much I like coaching transfers. I, I, I do, you know, they're, they just bring so much to the table um, and, and, and in terms of experience and in terms of, of uh, positive and negative experience. And, and, uh, and I've, I've really found a niche where I enjoy coaching them. Uh, you know, I think BYU is an extraordinary place, right? And, and um, it is important that you – it is. It doesn't matter. It's wherever you are. You know, I was coaching at UVU for the last four years, and we had to find guys that were the right fit for our program and this community and what we were doing at the school. Um, and so uh, that's always really, really important. Um, it's, it's an area of recruiting right now that I think is um, – that is also really important, um, and so uh, you know it's 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 somewhere we'll we'll, we'll work within the context of, of what we have at BYU, and hopefully do a great job, um, and and hopefully it is a, is an area that can continue to grow. Uh, I'm not you know I'm not advocating for guys to transfer. Um, I think it comes with its own with its own complications. Uh, but for the guys that make that decision, um, I think BYU can be an unbelievable home for. How ships do you have to give out for next season? Um, uh, that's always really dynamic also. Um, you know, you guys already brought the mission uh, situation. So um, I think that number is, 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 is oddly fluid for us and probably for everybody right now. But, we, you know, we have a couple scholarships uh, for sure that, 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 um, that you know, we're, 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 um, we're actively, actively recruiting right now. And, and we'll kind of see how that pans out over the next couple of months. There's so many things that are changing right now. So, um we, we just know that we have to be um, active in the market. Mark Pope, BYU basketball coach, joining us. We've got a, a question coming in here on Twitter from uh, Ryan, and he says, ask Mark if he's in the process of trying to schedule more Blue Bloods. Uh, yeah, um, we are. We are, uh, you know, um, I, don't, I don't think it's very smart. Uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, I think we had – you know, one point midseason, we had the ninth toughest non-conference schedule in the country. Um, I'm not sure if that's a wise place to live. I think most people don't do it. Um, but 
But, you know, every time we sit down and work on scheduling, I keep being attracted to those games because I think all of us are. Uh, we've even put out options to try and do two-for-ones or um, where we can just get somebody here on a neutral. Or, uh, so we're working really, really active on that. I, I think the, these these big-name games capture the imagination of our players and, and, and uh, Cougar Nation, and, and uh, they, actually, uh, they actually work out great uh, in terms of most of the analytics that we study. Um, so it's a, it's a part of... That's a part of scheduling that's really important. It's not as easy as I wish it was, but but it's something we're really focused on. I am expecting, expecting Mark Iona to be coming into Provo, right? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, you know, I love Coach. I mean, I, I've said this forever. Uh, you know, I feel indebted to him forever. Um, uh, you know, we, we, we've, we've exchanged messages uh, since he got that job, and um, based on what he's done on the recruiting trail in the, I don't know what it's been, the last 15 days, um, you know, I think Coach is probably going to be as successful there as he's been everywhere else. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if BYU fans would hate a, a home-and-home with, with Iona getting a rollback to New York. So certainly that's, a, that's an option that's out there. I've read that, uh, and, and we've seen it with the way teams like Alabama has scheduled home-and-homes in football, uh, and that colleges want to go away from the one game in the NFL stadium and they want to bring stuff back on campus. Do college basketball teams still want to play in NBA arenas? Is that a possibility, or are they trending back to campus the way football teams are? Um, well, well, you know, we, we love playing the Viv Center. Um, we get great turnouts there. I think we've won 14 or 15 straight games uh, in the Viv Center. Uh, um, so we love playing in that venue. Right now, we have a game scheduled uh um, in a in a neutral venue uh, in Phoenix, I think I'm allowed to talk about that. Um, we're working on another one. You know, ESPN puts together a lot of these games. Uh, maybe another maybe another game in the Northwest um, that is on a neutral court. Um, you know, it's it's. Uh, I actually love home games because I think it brings. Uh, is just whether we're the visitor or whether we're at home, right? It brings such a flavor and such a spirit to the game. But 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 I've enjoyed these neutral games also, and it's easier to get them. Um, you know, teams are more willing to do it. It's really hard to get people to come to this Marriott Center. I know it's been chronicled for a long time. We're trying every creative way we can to do it. But in the meantime, we'll take these neutral games against great teams. One of the things with this virus is it's changing the way that recruiting is being done. And I'm wondering if you see any long-term changes through this because finances are always an important factor and critical in most cases. And, and I, I used to work for the Tribune in the 90s, and I'd go down to Vegas during the summer and see all these coaches. And I, I'd go to the, the South Coast hotels, way cheap to, to stay in at the end of the strip, right? And you'd see big-name coach, coaches who are still coaching who've won national titles, and they'd be standing in the lobbies waiting to have incidental contact with some recruit. And it just it seems so crazy, and I literally witnessed it myself. I'm wondering if you see any changes that can come about that because of this virus they're implementing, being implemented now, to actually maybe be long-term and make it not as crazy as it is. Um, you know, I, I do, actually. I think there's some changes uh, that, that we can make that might be really constructive. Now, 
you know, there's change I don't want to happen. Like, we do the staff meeting. You know, we started our staff meeting here in a few minutes. We go from 9 to 10.30 every morning on Zoom. And my guys are at home uh, in their pajamas, and I'm afraid my staff has never come back to the office. I think they're going to be like, hey, coach, let's just keep doing the, the electronic meetings. Um, so so I, I think there is some functionality. I think, I hope that, you know, um, you know, we, we've we've always been big advocates, uh, me especially, of FaceTiming recruits rather than calling them just because it's you get such a better accounting. I think you have such a better connection when you can look at their face on the phone and kind of see their body language and their facial reactions and just you get to know each other better. Um, I think that's probably becoming the norm right now. You know, you hear these jokes all the time about you. The only person in the entire uh, BYU campus is, is one of our assistant coaches uh, rolling around FaceTiming a kid trying to give him a campus tour because he can't come on campus anymore, right? So, um, I think there, are, I think there are ways. You know, I think there's always ways we can do our jobs better, right? Um, I desperately am missing right now the opportunity to go meet guys face to face. I'm recruiting some kids right now that are really terrific players that that I've never. Um, I've never actually met, right? And so I've never signed a player. I haven't personally met face-to-face and gone and seen play live. And, and so that's a little bit nerve-wracking right now. I, you know, I don't think that's something we can miss. I think that's just going to add, you know, if, if we lose that personal connection, I think it's going to add to the 1,000 transfers in the portal, right? We, we're trying to bring that number down, not increase it. But I do think that there's ways we can do this better. And, and usually throughout history, right, uh, circumstances kind of forced us to, to be, um, you know, innovative and find better solutions. So hopefully our, you know, basketball community will be smart enough to come out of this doing our jobs a little bit better. Last thing before we let you go, is the transfer portal going to be kind to you in the near future? I hope so. Um, you know, I, I hope so. Uh, you know, it's, um, we're in this weird spot. You know, if you've paid attention, you've seen a bunch of guys kind of sign early, right? Um, meaning, you know, early on in this transfer process. And so I mean, we're, we're sitting back curious to see what the trend is going to be. Is kind of everybody going to rush in this? How many guys are going to patiently wait to see if we can actually get some in-person contact? Um, we're ju- like right now is really it's it's a interesting time because we're kind of juggling situations like that. Like I said, where it's really nerve wracking for me to actually sign a player, a transfer, or a grad transfer when I have not had the chance to in person meet them and be in their home and be with their family and 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 see them live on the court. Right now, we're just doing everything based off fulfillment and stats and, and calling every single person they know. And that's a little bit nerve-wracking. It, it's something we've never done before. Um, and so we're we're trying to figure it out in real time, right? Um, but but certainly, uh, you know, certainly there's really, really good players and there's players that really fit the way we want to play and, 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 and fit our roster that, that we're, we're chasing out right now. Mark, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us today. All right, guys. Have a great day. Okay, be safe. All right, Mark Pope, BYU basketball coach, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.